Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the Nerd Nest Podcast. I am Bill, and we've got the whole crew back today uh, for the show, including uh, Kyle and Russ and Rich and Carrie. And uh, we've got a lot of stuff to talk about. Some topics that were sent in by uh, some of you guys. Uh, plus, we've got the Steam Summer Sale. We've got some Nintendo news, which... Uh, goes with like whatever their next console is going to be uh some rumors right there and we're going to talk about whether or not people should be sending back or giving up on the rog allies so uh, if that sounds good make sure that you uh, click that like button if you're watching this over on youtube and we're going to get started by talking about what videos we've got uh coming out or that we've recently released rich what do you got going on man i think you set on a video today yeah, as we're recording this, I, I released a video this morning, basically talking a little bit about, uh, it's another news roundup, but I'm talking a little bit about Valve's uh, exploration into the VR space and what that may mean for their focus on the Steam Deck. I think, you know, hopefully they still have time for the Steam Deck, but certainly they seem like really gung-ho about about the Deckard. And I didn't say this in the video, but I feel like it's, it's coming up on, we're going to start hearing public news about it sometime in the second half of this year. I want to get back and talk to uh, and discuss the the Deckard uh, in a little bit. But uh, first, Carrie, uh, what's your next video or your most recent video that you put out? Uh, so my next video that I'm planning on putting out is probably something a little bit more chill and something that I've been waiting to do for a while now that I cleaned up my black backlog. It's uh, uh, what I plan on doing, like a series of video called Retro Storytime. Uh, the first video is going to be the first three games that I can remember playing. Oh, that's awesome. That's, That's a really good topic for a podcast in the future, too. That's a great idea, Carrie. Uh, Kyle, what's your next video, man, or your previous one? I'll do my previous one. I just released it yesterday. It's uh, explaining a little bit about where I've been. I've been on a little bit of a channel hiatus and uh, what's coming up next. Awesome. So, guys, make sure that you head on over to CryoBytes channel and check that out. It's a pretty big update. And... Uh, I had to think about it for a second, so I didn't say Rich, but Russ. <laughs> guys, Hello. Uh, one of you guys got to change your name to the middle name, or I got to stop being old brained. Uh, what have you been working on, man? So I, uh, I've been working on the GPD WinMax 2, and I was going to release a video about it yesterday. And uh, I just, I'm so burnt out from doing like handheld PCs that I needed a break. And so instead, I did a, like a Pow Kitty device, just a cheap retro handheld that I ended up really liking. And so my, my previous and next one is basically this GPD WinMax 2, which I think is going to finally be my next one. And that's my last of my backlog. And so that's going to be great. So I can start working on more videos that I want to do as opposed to like the stack that I've had for the past like month. The things that have been like daunting you in your sleep when you wake right. up, you're like, I got to get that Pow Kitty video out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> awesome. So uh, if you guys don't know where these guys can, where you can find these guys stuff, uh, head on or check the link in the description down below or in the show notes if you're listening to the podcast version of it uh, and uh, follow it on over to their stuff and make sure that you subscribe. Um, earlier, what earlier? Yesterday, uh, I posted this uh, question to uh, like the audience asking what is some what are some of the things that you want us to talk about on the podcast really quick uh, most most of the most weeks we do this live this is not live because tomorrow's the fourth uh, so we're recording this on the third and I think I'll probably drop this on Wednesday so it'll come out after the fourth is over um, but 
uh, I, I asked, what do, what do people want us to talk about? And uh, already some, some, of the, some of the panel here have gone through and found some really good topics to discuss uh, from this. And we had a, a bunch of people uh, send in ideas for what we could talk about on the show. Uh, one of you uh, put a message in here that said, which games have you put the most time into? Who picked that one out? I picked that one out. And awesome. Yeah, for me, it's definitely Tears of the Kingdom. And I haven't spent a lot of time on any single one game, to be honest. But that one I have at least 30, 30 hours on. So that's the most so far. This weekend, I spent a lot of time. I know it's not the question in, in this case, but in this week, this past weekend, I spent a lot of time on Killbug, which is like, have you played Devil Daggers? Anybody here familiar with Devil Daggers? Yep. So, Yeah. So Devil Daggers is like an arena first-person shooter. It's, a, it's one tiny level, and the goal is just to get a high score. So Killbug is like that, but there's verticality. The There's a lot more like enemy variety. So it's just you just want to keep playing one more, and it is phenomenal. Oh, and it's a first-person game? Yes. Yeah. Okay, that looks actually kind of cool. Uh, and it's it's the boomer shooter that thing that you're always talking about. That's like your favorite <laughs> genre, isn't it? It it's getting pretty close, yeah. That's awesome. Uh, it's what, that and two D platformers for me. I think two D platformers. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. Russ, what what's the game that you've put the most time into? Uh, so I've actually had a resurgence of Hades again. Like that's a game that I've played a lot over the past couple of years, just because it's such a good fit with the Steam Deck, and it works great with the ROG Ally as well. But um, I just recently learned that there's a thing called God Mode in the settings, <laughs> and that'll basically every time you die, it'll give you an additional two percent of like damage resistance, and so you just kind of keeps going up the more you die, and I die a lot, and so uh, <laughs> that's just been really helpful. Like it took me 50 tries to finally beat Hades the first time. And ever since then, I haven't really been able to get back to him. So I'm not great at this game. You know, like this is just a little bit above like my skill level. And so that God mode has really kind of reinvigorated that whole experience for me. And so I've been putting a lot of time into that, even though like I want to play, uh, I want to finish Final Fantasy VII so I can get to 16, but I just, I haven't gotten around to it because Hades is just so much fun right now. So, What about you, Kyle? Uh, I haven't had a ton of time, but all of my spare time has been going to uh, Final Fantasy 16. Um, I mean, it's been great. I'm right, right before the final mission, I think. So I got to clean up some side quests and then, uh, yeah, I'll hopefully be done with that soon. Awesome. And Carrie, what's your, what's the game that you put the most time into? Uh, if we're talking about recently, like everyone else's, I'd probably say Diablo four right now is where I've, I've been. Yeah, right. Right before the show, he was telling us how he he because Carrie plays in hardcore mode, and uh, he was telling us how he had to he had to run away because uh, he was yeah. he, he got a little scared. <laughs> That's just a little a lot of scared. You like I mean I went down to like one eighth of my health. It was just like a little sliver left, and I just potted up like crazy. My only saving grace was that I had uh, one legendary that pops immunity if I get unhealthy. Uh, so luckily, I didn't get one one shot. I just had just enough health just to survive an onslaught, and then I ran <laughs> ran away from like a safe distance where I can just like hurl bone spears. Uh, nice. But yeah, nice. it was a, it's a lot of fun. I, I do recommend hardcore. It's a different type of uh, stress that you, that you get from that game. <laughs> uh, so I got Final Fantasy 16, which we talked about a little bit last week. I haven't touched it since then, not because it's not a good game, but because I got. I booted up Zelda and I got completely obsessed with it. And I've been just like 
clamoring over crap in the depths trying to unlock all of the light routes and like some of them i'm like where in the hell is this thing or like i'll see it off in the distance and i'll start heading in that direction and then it just disappears and i can't find it anymore and i refuse to like go find a map or whatever to to try and find it um and then uh, like that i've been obsessed with that and i just really want to wrap that game up so that i can get back to diablo 4 um my daughter's boyfriend, uh, he, he sent me a text the other day that he finished it, and he was like, you need to catch up, because we were playing together, but then I stopped playing because of because I got hooked on Zelda again, and I still can't get over the fact that these three games came out so close together, and then Street Fighter Six on top of that. It's a very frustrating time to try and wrap up these huge games that I just, I don't have enough hours in the day to play them all, but so... For this week, again, it's been Zelda, 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 because I really want to be able to do our, our spoiler discussion, and we can't do that because yeah. everybody's waiting for me, because I just, I, I don't, am I the only uh, one I'm right there. No, I'm it? right there. I'm right there with I'm you. I, I think you're, yeah. you're, I think you're slightly ahead of me. Okay. Yeah. What, what were you saying, uh, Russ? I'm halfway through, so I, I've got a couple of the big stuff still to do, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm comfortable enough to be able to talk through some of those things, so. All right, cool. Uh, somebody posted uh, a, a question in uh, our topics thing. They said uh, it was Evolved32 posted this. They said, what are some games that you n regret never playing? And I think that's a really good topic. But I personally, I'm, I'm hoping that you guys will say something to rescue me because I'm having trouble thinking of it because I feel like I, I only reg like I would only regret it if I knew what I was missing out on, but I, if I didn't play it, then I don't know what I'm missing out on, and I, I'm not sure if I'm right or wrong about that. So, does anybody have a game that comes to mind instantaneously when you're like, "Man, I wish I'd have played that game." I see oh, yeah. uh, Russ is shaking his head. Yes. Yeah. Diablo so I uh, know <laughs> uh, uh, Final Fantasy six and Chrono Trigger both because I never had a Super Nintendo and I don't have yeah. the attention span now to play them like the way that, that like if I just played them in the 90s, it would have been fine. You know what I mean? But nowadays I'm like, oh, it's just too much of a slog. And so those are two games I have picked up and tried to play. And I just regret I didn't play them at the right time, at least for my like attention span and you know where I was in life. And so those are the two that immediately come to mind. Uh, yeah, I, I'm actually I'm glad that you mentioned those because that's like Chrono Trigger. Everybody always says how amazing it is. Same with Final Fantasy VI, and at, at, you know I I have the ROMs, and I load them up and I play the first 15 minutes of it. And I'm like, that's really cool. I don't know if this says something to me, something about me as as a gamer, where I think that if I had played these in the day. I would probably would have stuck with them because I didn't have so many options. But because I have like a billion and a half games on my <laughs> Retroid Pocket Flip, like nothing really holds my attention for long enough. I, and I almost think that maybe like, um, you know, Carrie's got that thing with the retro achievements that he talks about. Uh, I think it was Carrie that would talked about retro achievements. Um, maybe that would help me. Uh, so maybe I need to just focus on retro achievements. Do you guys know if there's retro achievements for either of those games? There's got to be. Those are hugely popular. Yeah, there's got to yeah. be. Yeah. There is yeah, for both. Just sign up in RetroArch and you'll have it all set. No, yeah, I, I have signed up. I just haven't done it yet. What would you say, Carrie? 
friend me on it. I try to get as many friends on Retro Achievements as I possibly can. Okay, I'm going to have to learn how to friend him uh, on Retro <laughs> Achievements. That's awesome. All right, uh, Carrie, anything that you regret not playing? Yeah, so when Russ said that, I was thinking in my head, much like you were, it's almost like, uh, you know, how do you know what you what you don't want to play? And if you did, you would have played it. But I was thinking when he mentioned that, I did, you know, he was didn't have that type of stuff. There is a fondness that I have for CRPGs and old CRPGs, mm. old PC CRPGs, where yep. there is an element of it's necessary to take notes through that. Um, and at the time, those are the types of games where you didn't really have a, a wealth of games to play either. And they consumed a lot of time. But part of that whole discovery and learning how to play it was a part of the uh, attraction of playing that game. And there is an element of where the Internet is today, where there is so much information and everything is abundant, where it becomes not it, it loses part of the fun of the game is discovering what is available in the game and if you just get shown stuff um that eureka moment that you get um it, it gets lost so there's a part of me that wants to go back and play some of those old old crpgs old ultima games um and i just really want to just sink myself into them but i find myself i just read about them and uh that's one probably one regret that i have uh that i never especially if i can go back then and play it in the moment but I probably there's a, just a wealth of CRPGs on PC games that I would love to revisit. What, what are uh, people who are watching this? What are your favorite CRPGs? Carrie's going to break out his graph pen, graph paper and a pencil, <laughs> and uh, play one of them, uh, and maybe report back in a few episodes or something. That sounds really. Uh, I always start those games and I never finish them. Do, uh, Kyle, do you have any recommendations for good CRPGs for for Carrie? Or are they before your time because they like you're so young? Wow. Okay. Uh, <laughs> my favorite, my favorite game of all time is Baldur's Gate. So oh, okay. I was, yeah. I was definitely playing them at the time, and I would recommend that. Uh, Enhanced Edition plays great on the Steam Deck. I put a couple hundred hours Ooh. into it. Wow. Have you played that one, Carrie? I have played Baldur's Gate two. Uh, when it came out, I actually still have the discs somewhere around here. Uh, <laughs> so I did play Baldur's Gate two. And I, I loved playing through that. But that was also like, it was a weird time in my life where I thought Dungeons and Dragons was like uber nerdy. And that was a tier of nerd that I just wouldn't allow myself to like get <laughs> onto. <my> <laughs> <laughs> uh, so yeah, there was a tier when I was like, I would go to like the local comic book shop and there'd be people playing Magic the Gathering and they'd also be playing Dungeons and Dragons. And I would be low key making fun of them, even though I am that tier of nerd. But I'm just like I'm not that nerdy. <laughs> You're in the comic book shop. You're right. Yeah. It's a foregone uh, conclusion. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, there's um I don't know there the different types of so Baldur's Gate it has that that isometric look but there's that portion of me that likes that first person kind of um mm. you know you're taking stepping through a grid like um system there's that and then the Ultima series which is just a straight top down uh, there's just yeah. different flavors of that and. Um, yeah, like Dungeons of Dragorath, um, uh, Dungeons of Dagorath, uh, is like one thing that I, I wish that I had, like had a chance to play. Um, but yeah, it's something like that. That's probably the regrets in a regret sphere that I have that I, knowing that I haven't played them, but I would love to just really sink time into them. Kyle, what's, you got any regrets for us? Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. 
Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code SPOTIFY for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Uh, I would say Chrono Trigger, actually. I also have not played it. And I pick it up, and I get uh, past the opening sequence, and I never get past that. <laughs> going to, I've gone to that fair 400 times. <laughs> what, what about you, Rich? Yeah, I really like the choices so far. I share kind of all of those, the Chrono Trigger, FF6, certainly. Um, CRPGs, too, because I didn't really have a gaming PC, or at least I wasn't investing in buying games for the PC until, like, college. So Counter-Strike, Half-Life, that was was my beginning, really. Uh, But I would say my regret is probably not having time to play like the local multiplayer games that like look really weird and strange and i think are fun but i've never had a chance to really play them so one of them is called catherine which is actually a single player Mm. puzzle platformer but there is a 1v1 mode and i watch evo tournaments for so street fighter mortal kombat tournaments and they sometimes have like side rooms going where they're playing catherine 1v1 and it's just fighting game players taking a puzzle 1v1 game very seriously and it's just totally my vibe so i would i would love a chance to play that um there was another one that came to mind i think pikmin was one where there was like a good multiplayer but i never got a chance to play lovers in a dangerous space time that was the other one so lovers in a dangerous space time is like you are with a group of people and you're trying to pilot a spaceship while attacking other things you're you're basically multitasking and you can't do everything at once but you're trying your best to to survive with a group of four or five other players and i just never had that group of people to play with so that's something i would have i would have loved i think awesome yeah. very very cool all right uh we had another comment sent in and i didn't see who actually sent it in but it was um it was about the Steam Summer Sale. They asked for five games to pick from the Steam Summer Sale. Uh, and since there's five of us, I figured everybody could could probably come up with one, maybe, if you if you can't, no no pressure. Um, I'll, I'll start us off. Uh, I've got... I've got a couple in case somebody can't come up with one. Uh, but one that I think that is... I don't understand why this is got mixed reviews. Uh, it's a really cool concept. It it, it plays like, um, not El- uh, a, a Souls like game. It plays like a Souls like game, but it is uh, procedurally generated roguelike at the same time. And it's called Necropolis, uh, and it's got a really cool. I'm trying to type it in right now, Necropolis, so I can bring it up on screen. Uh, it's got a really cool art style where the characters are like they are featureless uh their faces are featureless so you can't really you can't really see them uh but they have like just eyes almost like a jawa from star wars and 
it's an incredibly fun game. It, I, honestly, I think it's the first time that I had played a Souls-like game where you it, where it plays like the where you've got like the light attack on the left bumper and the heavy attack on the right the right bumper. You know what I mean? Like that style of play. Uh, and you got to make sure that you dodge out of stuff. And it has multiplayer as well. And it's currently on sale for seven dollars and 49 cents it's 75 percent off i it's a really really fun game but for some reason it has mixed reviews and i don't understand why because i really really like this game have any of you guys ever played necropolis nope Mm -mm. nope i haven't played that no all right uh who does anybody here have a uh a recommendation uh for one game from the steam summer sale yeah uh so the this, the Valve Complete Pack is like $7 or oh, $6.59 yeah. right now. And that's ridiculous. That has all the Half-Life games, all the Portal games, you know, all your Team Fortress stuff, uh, the old Counter-Strikes. Like, it is is just ridiculous how uh, inexpensive it is. And if you already have some of those games in your library, they'll just cut that discount even more. And so I paid like $3 to basically just complete out what I had not bought already, which is like the first Left 4 Dead and a couple of the Half-Life episodes and stuff. And so, yeah, this one is just a no-brainer for me. If you're just like now getting into gaming or PC gaming in particular, and you never like played the Orange Box, for example, this has got all that stuff. And so I would absolutely recommend this one. Awesome. Rich, Kyle, Kerry? Either of you guys? Uh, I can go. Go ahead. Uh, Spyro Reignited is great. I played through it a few times, and it plays well on deck. It's uh, platinum rated on ProtonDB. I just checked it, and uh, yeah, no, it's it's been great both times. Uh, I played them when they first came out on PS One, and these are very faithful uh, reincarnations of it. So, yeah, definitely recommend. It's currently seventy five percent off. It's only ten bucks, and that's that's actually three games, right? Yeah, that's actually three games. Awesome. Uh, Rich, you got one? Yeah, I'm working on a video for kind of hidden gems for Steam Summer Sales. Let's see if I could finish that out. But yeah, I'm working on that. So one of the games on my list, I already did a boomer shooter. So I'm going to do a 2D platformer, Pizza Tower. So Pizza Mm -hmm. Tower came out earlier this year. It's not a huge discount. I think it's like 20, 30%, but it's like it's worth it at full price. So this game is like you have unlimited time to make it to the end of the level. And then once you make it to the end, you're on a timer to make it back to the beginning. And if you do all of this, you keep up a combo, you get all the toppings for your pizza, all of this stuff, then you get the chance to go through a portal that'll send you back to the to the end of the level again to do a final lap. And you're doing all this kind of to get a perfect ranking because there's like B, B rank, A rank, S rank, and then a P rank if you get everything. So like you're just spending all your time perfecting each level and i love it yeah and that is currently overwhelmingly positive it's 25 percent off and it is 15 uh 15 bucks on the sale right now normally it's 20 bucks so that seems like a really good deal it's been on my wish list for a while and i i still haven't picked it up because it, it does look really fun um is it multiplayer no it's single player no single player yeah okay i just i saw like a split screen thing on the screen just for a second so i wasn't sure what i was looking at there awesome yeah um I don't remember who hasn't gone. Carrie? Yeah, I haven't gone yet. So um, I, I'm going to take. A, I'm going to go from a different angle from this. Uh, and it's only because I have way too many games on Steam. Um, so if we're looking at this from a Steam sale, I look at it through the lens of what games I don't own. 
And uh, one, there's a website called gg.deals that is a fantastic website to go take a look at because you can sort things in a lot of different ways. You can actually log in via your Steam account and it could automatically hide games you already own. And then you can uh, also take a look at games that are at their historical lows. And oh. that means that that's the lowest price that it's ever been at. So if you wanted to make sure that you are maximizing like, you know, what if you go into a Steam sale and you say, okay, well, what is the best price that this has ever been? They narrow that focus down. Uh, so if there's one game that I would say to take a look at, it's People's Playground or People Playground. It's 90% off. It's $1 right now. Um, and it's a game that if you have children, um, my kid wanted to buy it and play it. Um, because he saw other YouTubers playing it. And it's just a like a nonsense game where you're just kind of like, uh, you know, torturing like stuff. Um, and they're, they're not like alive or anything, but you're just putting them into like weird situations and stuff. And for a dollar, it's a weird physics game. But I know kids uh, play it and like it because you see other YouTubers do uh, play it. And it's just a 2D physics game that has nonsense in it. Um, it is a bit gory, <laughs> but... Um, <laughs> It's it's like cartoonish stick figures. Uh, it's whatever to me. Um, but that's what I'd probably recommend. Uh, take a look at GG.deals. You can sign in through your Steam account. Uh, hide games that you already have. You can do by percentage. So only show you things that are 70% off, 80% off, and then kind of narrow your focus down there uh, just to like really minimize how much you're spending. I'm trying to not spread out too much because it can be – it can feel – like when you're looking at Steam sales, you, it's easy to just like, oh, I'll get that. Oh, I'll get that. Oh, I'll get that. And uh, then you have, you know, 10,000 games like me. And uh, <laughs> you, have, you got a problem on your hand. <laughs> yeah, I, I personally have I, I haven't bought anything during the Steam sale um, just because, like I complained about it at the beginning of the show, Diablo 4, Zelda, Final Fantasy, Street Fighter, like I don't have time for it. And yeah. then we've got games, other games that are coming out in july that i'm interested in um games like well actually before before we talk about july what about that that uh, what about that friggin uh the steam deck being on sale for 20 percent off for the 600 like for the the high-end one and what was it 10 percent off for the low-end one that's yeah, right what a ridiculous yeah. deal do you guys think we will ever get it like i know back three months ago i said It'll never be cheaper than this. Do you guys think it'll, they'll, like more than 20% off? That's crazy. That's so cheap. What do you think, Russ? I don't know. You know, like it's it's so low right now. I was tempted to buy a second one. And I was like, wait, why am I doing this? Like, <laughs> I was like, you know, like I, my Steam Deck is just fine, but it was just such a good deal. I was like, man, I got to get it, you know? And uh, I, I stopped myself, thankfully. But I had a funny comment in my Discord where someone was like, oh man, I wish I had waited and not bought it back last year. And I'm like, you're saving like 50 bucks and you got a year's worth of gameplay they, he, he was kidding. but at the time i was like oh my gosh you know but yeah i think it's it's one of those where there's just fewer and fewer reasons why you shouldn't get one you know it's like getting in the point where it's the price of like an ayn odin which is crazy i don't Insane. i don't know what the ayn odin is i, I it's like I'm a high-end android device yeah. oh high-end okay that, so they but can only that's... play like a quarter of what the steam deck can is it expensive like how much is it yeah, like the high-end AYN Odin's around 300 but then shipping and taxes, it's like 325 350-ish. And then you can get the 359 low-end one of the yeah. Steam Deck. And it's like, yeah, there's it's yeah. Light, night and day what each of those can play. And so it's kind of ridiculous that, that we even have that kind of comparison going on. 
So, Rich, do do you think that people should get the cheapest Steam Deck and then buy an upgraded SSD? Uh, That's or a great they, question. I, like, it's so hard to make that decision. What do you think, yeah. Rich? I. I'm. I still. Ha I have two Steam Decks. I haven't opened one. I'm going to open it because I'm going to do the shell swap. I'm gonna. I'm waiting to get more stuff. I'm not gonna wait for the HD screen, but I'm waiting to get a couple more things so I can do it. Not all in one, but you know, prepare myself deck. mentally. Yeah, Super Steam Deck, exactly. Um, so I. I think you know, get the five twelve. It's cheap enough. You get the anti glare not the not that the anti glare is a big deal but you get the anti glare as well and you don't have to worry about doing an upgrade um so that that's where i would lean for most people if someone is just you know a college student of course go for the 64 gigabyte do the installation yourself that sort of thing but for the average gamer like the 512 is already cheaper than anything else you're going to get for that level of of gameplay so that that's what i would go for when are you going to do the shell swap? You're you're waiting for like this stuff on the way, or you just haven't made a decision yet? Yeah. So the he's teased it already, and I think Fox here good and Russ as well should be getting some too. The colored controller buttons, so the artisan Steam Deck buttons that that um, colored controllers is working on. I'm mm -hmm. waiting for those. I really want to get those into like with the custom shell. I'm hoping that you know we can get like a colorway that really looks good together. Mm. That's awesome. I, yeah. I was watching like. I saw him uh, post it to Twitter, but Bob Wolf last night was doing his shell swap on his Twitch channel. Nice. And uh, <laughs> like I, I tuned into him and he was having a bad time. Like he was very <laughs> unhappy with it. And I was, it made mm -hmm. me like I didn't want other people to have a bad time. I didn't want Bob to have a bad time, but he does that kind of stuff all the time, right? He yeah. is like that guy that, that messes with hardware. I never do that stuff. So when I had done mine and it took me seven hours and I was very like, I was happy that I did it. But at the same time, I was like, good gravy. I'm never doing like that's It was a, it was not a good experience. And then during his stream, he was like, somebody asked him if he was going to, I think he, they asked him if he was going to do the replacement buttons, which he doesn't have yet. And I think he said, I am never opening this thing again. <laughs> <laughs> I saw on Twitter, he had, like, I, I saw it after the fact, but basically he had a, a tweet where it said, I'm going live, I'm going to do the shell swap, whatever. And then eight hours later, there's a follow-up, and it just says, that sucked. <laughs> that's all I saw. Oh, no. <laughs> and I was like, that's hilarious. <laughs> Made me feel better about myself. Uh, oh, my gosh. Um, so anybody have anything else to say about the, uh, the Steam Deck being on sale? Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll briefly just talk, uh, touch base on it. The anti-glare screen, I think one of the bigger things that doesn't really get uh, talked about as much, or maybe it does, and I'm just not paying attention, is that it's not only anti-glare, but it's also like a bit anti-fingerprint. So it doesn't like highlight your fingerprints as easy. It, it like obfuscates them uh, decently well. So you don't need to like on the glossy ones, anytime you just touch the screen, it's just super apparent. You got a smudge, like a circle smudge on it. Yeah. Uh, that's like a hidden benefit of those. So I would say that um, depending on the value you're looking at, there are two terabyte 2230 drives that are super cheap. Uh, so going the cheap route and then upgrading to two terabyte would still be less expensive than the 512 gig model. Uh, so there is that to think about as well. And you can get a like a screen uh, protector. That, yeah. Like I've never tried an anti-glare screen protector, but I'm sure that they have them out there, and I'm sure that they're fine. They do. Um, as far as the fingerprints go, I was shooting B-roll for an, an ROG Ally video that I'm working on, 
And like, because Windows is a terrible friggin' experience, I have to touch the screen all the time, especially because there's no trackpads. And so, uh, probably about fifty-eight thousand times per second, I had to, I had to whip out the stupid cloth that came with all my glasses because we order our glasses from Zenny, not an ad, not an advertiser, um, but. Uh, it's a, they always come with like a cloth, and so I was constantly wiping that down, and then I'd I'd have to do something, and I have to wipe it off again over and over and over because it is just a fingerprint magnet, and that's not something I ever thought about because I do have the the uh, five twelve Steam Deck, and the fingerprints never really bothered me, and it never occurred to me that that's the reason why. So that's very interesting. Kyle, anything to add in about the uh, about the Steam Deck price, or are you ready to move on? Uh, I can add one thing. Uh, it's actually another hidden benefit of the 512 is um, side by side. The 512 tends to be a little less sharp on the edges of the pixels because there's a diffusion layer a little bit. And you can actually lower anti-aliasing one level on the 512 and it's free performance basically. And you won't notice it because they're already rounded from the screen itself. I didn't know that. I yeah, passive passive anti-aliasing. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Everybody's all the gamer uh monitors and gamer TVs and stuff, they're all gonna come with like etched glass now. It'll say <laughs> automatic anti-aliasing save performance on your on your PC. That's that's awesome. All right, let's move on to the games that are coming out in July. This comes to us from uh Games Radar. That's the wrong button. There we go. Uh we've got a bunch of games coming out and uh, I wanted to point out a couple of games that I think that people should be excited for, uh, especially uh, one of them that I think like nobody has played, and that is Guilt. Uh, Guilt is this really cool, non-gory horror game that was a Stadia exclusive uh, when Stadia was a thing. I think it was one of the launch games. I can't remember off the top of my head. Um, I played it all the way through. You play as this uh, little girl who's looking for her sister, and there's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot of things happening in the game that that like take into like that that are about like bullying and stuff. But then there's like these really creepy monsters in the game that will, uh, you know, if they capture you, then obviously you're killed. But it doesn't like show the gore or anything. But it's it's also a really pretty game and it's it's really fun too and i really like this game but it was trapped on stadia and then when stadia went away nobody uh like like nobody can play it anymore so i like that's a that's a huge huge shame uh so that's one one game that i wanted to to recommend and for those for for you guys who are uh here and if you don't have access to it i just dropped it in the uh in the chat window uh, so you guys could see it too. Any games on this list jumping out to you as games that you're excited for? Right? Uh, anybody? Oh yeah, I yeah. I think. Yeah. Yep. Go ahead, Carrie. Oh, um, so uh, there's Exo Primal, uh, which I'm looking forward to. It's going to be on Game Pass. I'm going to try that out. I'm looking forward to looking at that. Uh, and then Ratchet and Clank is uh, obviously the bigger one there that I'm looking forward to. Uh, and the only indie game on there that uh, I would like to double like recommend again is viewfinder and those are my three viewfinder what's viewfinder i think we talked about that last week didn't we 
Yep. Yeah. It's yep. uh, you get a you as you're going through, they kind of like show you how to play the game. But uh, later on, you get a Polaroid camera type of thing, and you can take a picture of something, develop it, and then you can hold up the picture in front of you, and then press a button, and then what you were looking at transposes the environment around you in real time. So if you needed to like. Like there's a bat, like there's batteries, right? So there's batteries that you put on this platform that needs to be energized. So you can take a picture of it from far away, and then take the picture and like tilt it upside down, and then push it there, and then the battery will fall out, and then you can pick up the battery and put it on the platform. Uh, so it's like a bit of a puzzle game, but um, it's super cool, very chill, very. It's a different take on super liminal, um, that kind of thing, where you're kind of like uh, changing perspectives and having that perspective. Um, matter it's almost like you know taking a look at like a, a the moon and you're like oh i'm squishing it with my fingers that type of thing <laughs> the kids in the hall <laughs> yeah uh, uh rich what, what about you you got any any that jump out at you yeah um so carrie definitely mentioned the two that i'm interested in but i also want to call out double dragon gaiden i don't follow games very much before release so i don't know if this is going to be good but it looks really good so it's another beat em up and it kind of looks like you know they gave it the streets of rage 4 treatment so they kind of modernized double dragon um does anyone know who is the developer for this one is this it looks like way forward but i don't know no yeah i'm so, not sure yeah. i just thought today too it looks great yeah it say? looks really good I said I just saw it today too, and yeah, it looks great. I'm interested in that one. It's developer's secret base, uh, and then its publisher is Modus Games. Uh, oh my man, the, I love the art style. I do. I think I remember seeing this, but I had forgotten about it completely. The art style of this is awesome. I ended up playing yeah, yeah. Double Dragon Four. I think like. I can't remember a few years back. I was really disappointed in that game. I, it was not fun, even a little, and it was a terrible PC port. And I don't remember if it's made by the same people, but this looks. Yeah, I like how you're you're saying that it's very much like um, Streets of Rage Four, uh, and this yeah. yeah, the Double Dragon Four is from Arc System Works, so it's a completely different publisher and developer. Mm -hmm. So that's that's good to know. So. I would not recommend Double Dragon 4, but I'm looking forward to drop double, what was it, Double Dragon Gaiden? Gaiden, yep. Awesome. Kyle, you got anything for us? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, obviously Ratchet and & Clank and Viewfinder are both things that I'm looking forward to, too. But I'll also uh, shout out uh, Legend of Heroes, Trails, and Reverie. Um, I've been playing the series for a little while now. I'm only on, like, the second or third game but it's been great it's a great uh jrpg and it's like strategy like if you ever played disgaea or final fantasy tactics same kind of thing and uh they're great yeah definitely recommend what's awesome. a can i ask that's um is it nihon nihon falcom is that the name of the yes. developer yeah. what's a good place to start for that developer in general because they have so many games and i'm like i really want to try them but i don't know what where to start yeah, there are two main series. There's the East series, which is like YS, um, yes. and then there's the Trails series. Uh, I've only played like two East games, but I prefer Trails. Okay. Um, so I would start at Trails in the Sky first chapter, so FC, and that's okay. like the best place to start. It's an old PSP game, but it has a really good port. Awesome. Very cool. Uh, I don't remember who who isn't gone. Russ, do you have anything? Yeah, just Ratchet and Clank, really. That, that's the one I'm most interested in. It's it's interesting, though, because I beat that on PS5, and um, I really, really wish there was, like, cross-save functionality, you know what I mean, that I could resume the game and then do, like, after-game stuff yeah. in that one. But 
Now it is what it is. I still love the game, and I'll probably still play through it again. Awesome. All right, so those are the uh, games that are coming in July. Unless I missed, did I miss somebody? Uh, no, there's something that I wanted to mention, but I can't think of it. Oh, no, real quick, anecdote. Uh, Double Dragon. I was playing through the original Double Dragon on Xbox X- XBLA when they re- when they ported it to Xbox oh, yeah. 360. There was a um, there was a, a kind of a workaround in Xbox 360 time when uh, there was two types of different licensing. There was a license for the host machine and there was a license for the account holder. If you put uh, if you basically had your friend buy the game on your account on their Xbox 360, they could play the game and you could play the game at the same time. So you only had to buy the game once and basically you and your buddy can play. So I was always doing that with my with my run friend whenever an XBLA game came out just to like get it half off essentially. Um, and we were playing. There's a one achievement in Double Dragon uh, XBLA version was you have to get to like level three and jump over the bridge. And once you get there, you get the achievement. We went all the way up to there and I was like, okay, just just like, you know, dash across and he double tapped and then he head bunted me into the water. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, we went the entire way without dying. And it was just perfect. He's like double tapped. He's like, kaboof. Like, oh. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, um, quick double dragon anecdote. I, I don't know. Okay. So PlayStation 4 had a similar thing where you could buy games and then like, because my son, like, I would sign on to his PlayStation 4, and he would sign on to my PlayStation 4, and if I bought a game, he had access to it on his as well. And yeah, like, that's the thing that on PS5 ended with well. this generation. Did it? I still do it. Really? As long as I'm, well, as long as I'm not also playing. Like, if as long as only one of the two people is playing, they, the other person can still play your games on the other account, or the other on, console. On the PS4 you could play together because we would play Uh, games together at the same time that only one of us had bought. And it was a really, really cool feature, but that just vanished with the, of course it vanished because it was super consumer friendly, you know? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyways, uh, let's move on to uh, Nintendo. Nintendo has some, uh, there's some rumblings that are going on uh, out there. Uh, First off, Nintendo was, uh, President uh, Shintura Furukawa was asked at uh, an investor's shareholders meeting, I guess, um, about the next, uh, the next Nintendo Switch. And they basically they were saying, you know, are you going to make it so you can smoothly transition from the Nintendo Switch to whatever it is that Nintendo has next? Because if you look in the past, all of Nintendo's systems basically had backwards compatibility until the Nintendo Switch, and the Nintendo Switch just left everything behind and, and started over, and we all had to like make new accounts and everything. It was, it was kind of a nightmare. It was not a, it was not a good experience transitioning to the Nintendo Switch. Uh, and here's what Mr. Furukawa had to say. He said, "As a company, we would like to continue proposing unique gameplay through dedicated game consoles that integrate hardware and software in the future. So look forward to it." In the transition from the Nintendo Switch to the next generation console, we would like to make sure that customers can smoothly translation, uh, sorry, transition while still utilizing their Nintendo accounts. So we're not going, like, according to this, it seems like we're not going to have to make new accounts for Nintendo's next system, which is great because it was foolish that we all had to make new accounts when we went from the Wii U and 3DS to the Nintendo Switch, 
part of me thinks that that had something to do with the fact that that was like a mobile version and a non-mobile version and then they were trans another day is here and you're ready for it what to wear check breakfast lunch and dinner check planning for what's next and how to save for it that's where bank of america can help for your financial to-dos bank of america has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Transitioning to this new thing. So moving forward, do we think that if the accounts are coming forward, do we think that that means that the next system is going to be backwards compatible? Rich, I'm going to let you start off. What do you think? Do you think that there's any chance of that happening? Or do you think the I, cards stop us from doing that? Yeah, um, I don't I, I don't think that these two things are necessarily tied in that way. So I think they could certainly make it easier to transfer your information and still not give you backwards compatibility. It is Nintendo after all. Um, <laughs> but I do... I, I don't know why, but I really do think they will go for backwards compatibility this time. Um, I, but that is completely just a hunch. Like there is no logical reason to believe that. It's just a hunch that I feel like they, the switch has been that successful that they want to, they will want to tie the next console to the switch in a way that is smarter than the Wii to the Wii U. I think they learned their lesson from that, and I think they'll be smarter about it. But I do still think they'll tie their their next console to the success of their current console. Carrie, do you think that we, you know, we've got these, these game cards. I, I'm mostly digital on my switch. Almost all my games are digital. Um, I've, we've got these game cards that have the games on them. Do you think backwards compatibility forces Nintendo to have to stay with those card cards? Or do you think that the next system is digital only? Um, I think that they're all right. So with we have to paste, put this under the umbrella that they will have backwards compatibility. If they do, I think that the game cards will transfer over, which would make me happy because I kind of made like an ultimatum to myself that the switch was going to be the last console that I would buy physical on just because I like cartridges more than optical media in terms of collecting discs and stuff. Um, so I would hope that they continue having the same thing. Plus the, uh, you don't, at least I haven't seen any real, um, it could be because the switch has got so easily broken. Uh, I've not seen any like flash carts for the switch that utilize that, uh, little cartridge. Uh, so considering that hasn't been properly or widely broken as of yet, I would probably say that they continue going forward with that. Um, I would hope so. All right. Uh, Russ, do, do you have a big collection of Nintendo Switch cartridges or are you mostly digital? I'm mostly physical. Like, so I actually rebuy, like, even the ones that I have bought digitally over the years. Like, this is like with um, 
carry. It's like, yeah, like I want to have a physical collection and that that's the one that makes sense to me as opposed to CDs and stuff. And so, yeah, I've, I've bought like I just last week or the other day bought Celeste in cartridge format because they had a physical release of it. And that's a game I've bought five times, you know, but I love the idea of just having a collection, you know, physical collection and whatnot. I do hope that they have some sort of, I don't know, I, like there's many ways they could do it. Maybe like if they'd had backwards compatibility, but only with digital content. And then maybe a cart slot where they put the cart inside to recognize, yes, you do own it and you can now download the digital version. That's probably very consumer friendly and too too much for Nintendo, but something like <laughs> that would work for me as well. You know, um, yeah, I do hope that there is a little cartridge slot in there, although I do worry that it's going to affect the hardware of the device itself. If they have to have, you know, that old Android processor inside of it, is that going to mess up the next generation of processors they're going to have? Are they going to coexist? Like, how is that all going to work? That's a really good question. Um, if you have the if you have the cartridge slot in there, does that do you guys do, do you think that limits the types of games that you can actually sell? Like they can only get to be a certain size or something like that. Kyle, do you have any insight there? Do you have any ideas? Um, I mean, yes, technically, but I mean the media is constantly evolving. Uh, it's becoming more and more like cost effective to have larger sizes on there. Um, they would probably need to do some firmware magic with it to have it recognize the previous generation, but I don't see why it couldn't be done. Um, doing emulation or doing the backwards compatibility at all would probably, I'm not sure how they do it. It probably wouldn't be very cost effective. Um, like Russ mentioned, we might have to have just a separate Android chip in there to emulate it. Like, circa ps2 um mm -hmm. but uh i i'm not sure if they would be able to pull that off with nvidia's pricing so i would like to see it but i don't know if it'll happen at all uh, well speaking of the next nintendo console um this is a couple of people had sent messages uh to me about it but i couldn't i couldn't find the actual uh, article and then uh, Rich was able to locate this and drop it in in uh, in our show notes. Uh, apparently, there is a this is a rumor that there's a Nintendo Switch Two dev kit that has been leaked to Spain. I believe is the is the information there. And I think I think legitimately in Spain. So it's a Spanish studio that has a dev kit. Oh, okay, all right. I guess I misunderstood what I. Uh, what you would say. Why don't you tell people a bit more about this then? Okay. There may be some lawn mowing, so hopefully hopefully they're, they're paused <laughs> for now. Um, yeah, so my understanding is that, yeah, there is a dev kit in Spain. It appears to be a Spanish studio. That, has, that plus the person who leaked the information has led people to speculate that the studio in question is Mercury Steam, who worked on Metroid Dread 4 and may be working closely. I don't know if they're the studio for Metroid Prime 4. Is that that's retro. Know? Yeah, that's retro. Studios. Okay. Yeah, they they okay. did Metroid Dread and as well as uh, Samus Returns on the 3DS. Right. Yes. So they they've worked closely with Nintendo. They may be working closely with Nintendo on a new title. I don't. I don't. There's not enough information here to to really take away that it is Mercury Steam. It's just a studio from Spain. And then one more thing that they point out. Um, I don't see it in the article that I linked, but I do remember something about like them being close to the vest about the controller. So there's a little bit of like a tease that the controller may once again be special, which 
again, I don't know how much credence I give that to. The only thing I'm give, really giving credence to here is that there is a dev kit and it's in Spain. Oh, I really hope it's not a fan, a, a weird controller. Like, I know boomerang. that Nintendo struck gold with the Wii, but when I was watching, and, and then with the Wii U, but then when, when I was watching in October of 2016, when we were all sitting there watching the announcement for the Nintendo Switch, and, you know, they, they show, like, Zelda on screen, uh, and then there's the guy sitting there on his couch, and... Then it cuts to him holding a regular control. It, look, it looked like a regular controller. It was actually the Joy-Cons in the grip. But like it looked like a regular controller. I, I felt personally a sense of relief because that meant that I could play these games without waving my hands around like a maniac uh, and I could still enjoy it. Um, I really like gyro for aiming, but I... I don't like waggle unless it's like WarioWare. WarioWare, I'm all for the waggle. Everything else, get that crap out of my game. I just want to be able to push a button in order to swing a sword or whatever. Um, Kyle, do you think that we're going to have uh, waggle or some other ridiculousness from Nintendo this time? <laughs> I hope not. I don't know about waggle. Uh, they seem to be walking away with that. I mean, even with uh, like Skyward Sword remake and everything. Um, I would say that they're probably going to do something wacky because that's what Nintendo does every generation with their controllers uh, all the way back to the N64. Something has to be weird every time. So I don't know if it'll be waggle. I would I would guess that it'll probably do something with motion tracking, though. Um, yeah, I, I'm not sure. Russ, how do you feel about the idea of waggle in uh, the next Nintendo? Or it's a, a weird gimmick. It doesn't have yeah. to be waggle. So, uh, yeah, unless it's Wii Sports, like, that's it. <laughs> that's it for me. Like, bowling is beautiful. Everything else I've never really appreciated. And so, uh, yeah, I, I think that nowadays with the, how modern games are, and I'm assuming that with this new one, they will probably still try to appeal to a more mass audience as opposed to saying we only play, like, Mario games. They're going to have, you know, maybe PS4 era, like, graphics or whatever. And so because of that, they're going to need to have a traditional control screen scheme option. And so I think that... You know, even if they do kind of go the route of making something weird, they'll still have an out for the rest of us. Uh, Carrie, do you think that they'll have an out for the rest of us? Or do you think that that will only be for the retro games and anything that's new will be tied to their their new core gimmick, whatever that may be? Yeah, um, it's hard to really say anything with like the only thing that you could really kind of bet money on with Nintendo is their, their traditional playbook. Like they come out with the new hardware model and then specifically like, like the 3ds, right? You had the 3ds and then you had 3ds XL and then you had the 2ds, but then you had the new 3ds and then the 3ds mini, the new 3ds XL. So you had like a, a bigger and smaller version. We had that with the switch light and the swollen, right? So you have those that exist for the switch and there's a part of me that I think everyone just kind of really wants Nintendo just to make a beefier version that still takes the same Joy-Cons, still takes the same game carts, accepts all their eShop stuff. They just want a Super Switch. And I don't know if Nintendo has it in them to just accommodate just for a beefier version, because that is something that they're like find distasteful for over a decade now. Um, so I, for me, I think like the only thing that we'd possibly see is a traditional switch but the extended version and i don't know how they do it uh but something like i could see is 
um, the X reels or, um, uh, you know, the XR glasses where you can extend oh. your switch through that and then having your Joy-Cons be able to navigate in that virtual space with the glasses on and having something that is coming into your space a little bit more. So uh, that's the only thing that I could see Nintendo doing that kind of already exists, but taking a Nintendo twist on it. Um, something that would be less expensive, but offer that experience right um or even if it's just like looking at your switch and like looking around you know like at the x rolls do that they'll create a virtual screen around your switch mm -hmm. i could see nintendo doing something like that and that i think would be kind of fine but then how much more is that accessory to buy is it included um that's the type of thing that i don't know and the only other thing i can see with like a joy con is maybe b borrowing something like the dual sense did which is the haptic triggers or at the very least having analog l2 and r2 instead of digital l2 and r2 on the switch um that would be a worthwhile upgrade as a super switch type of thing as long as the old joy cons can still slot in but you can get the super joy cons um yeah, it's so hard to pin. I, it's so hard. Like, I wouldn't bet any money on whatever Nintendo's going to do. Yeah. Um, just kind of just kind of wait back and just let the wave take you. Yeah. I feel like if we really want to Nintendo to just ship a box that goes underneath a TV with a traditional controller, then what we have to do is ask Nintendo, give us the weirdest craziest thing that you can and they'll be like screw you guys here's a box that goes under your tv <laughs> because they really do not want to they're very i feel like they're a lot like apple where like i think steve jobs has a, a famous quote for saying to never ask the, the the customer what they want just show it to them and then like figure out figure out what they should want and show it to them and then they'll want that or something like that and right. i feel like that's something that nintendo does too they're like we don't care what you guys think. We're going to make something that we think is really cool and weird. And then we'll sell it to you and we'll make our games around that weirdness. And we'll make our, you know, our third party publishers conform to this weirdness. And I feel like the least weird thing that Nintendo's done in years was the Nintendo Switch. Because yeah. its its whole gimmick was, well, you can also take your games with you. And... Like, so I feel like they, the pendulum has to swing the other direction now. <laughs> Carrie? That'd be, ter I, that'd be terrible. It's a terrible idea for them to do that. Because, <laughs> I mean, I, you have to, I mean, at this point, the Switch has been such a success, success. And the thought of a digital library being the ecosystem, people being so invested in an ecosystem is paramount in this generation. And I think you look at PS5 and Switch being the, you know, people that have the strongest... Uh, amount of people that are invested in these ecosystems that if you were if Nintendo came along and said all oh, those games you bought are only on old switch that would be devastating to them that would be the most foolish thing they could possibly do and yet I think they'd do it <laughs> no uh, idea what they're going to do or not uh, I'm so I love Nintendo but I find them to be such a frustrating company sometimes uh, speaking of being frustrating uh you know, there's been some issues with the ROG Ally, and a lot of, like, I, I my most recent video was basically talking about the fact that Asus finally said something uh, about all the issues that people have been having. Like, I believe it was Carrie and Rich, you guys were the ones that, that found the regression in um, 
or, or did you just yeah, talk? You're, you're speaking ahead. of the right thing. It was just a, there were a few different threads going on at the same time. So the first person that I saw was Sean Hollister from The Verge. And um, then Cleo from Overkill.WTF and I were testing alongside that. Mm. And I... I I sort of found in retrospect that Sean had already published this. And then immediately after that, the Fox published his video. So like we had these three different threads going on and we probably weren't the only ones because there was a thread on Reddit as well. So yeah. And I think what ended up getting kind of misconstrued. And I think, I do think I was part of this was that um, it, it got talked about as though BIOS 319 was specifically the cause of the regression where I didn't have the, I had BIOS 317, but I didn't have the older BIOSes. Um, the only thing I could tell was going based on other people's previous performance um, benchmarks, I wasn't reaching those, and I wasn't reaching those on BIOS 319. So that's where kind of Fox's video kind of came in really helpful and broke down what it looked like before and what it looks like now. And you can see that in, in good detail in, in his video. Yeah, so Fox, can you talk about that real quick? Uh, yeah, sure. So um, the, I was rea reacting to all of that. There was a lot of people that were pinging me about it to kind of double check on it. Because at the time, I forget what I was working on, but I was working on something else at the time. Some of the stuff that I had to get through and uh, it, the ROG ally wasn't in my focus at the time. So I was totally reactionary to what The Verge said and what other some someone had said with Diablo that they showed off the 319 going back to downgrading the 317. So I was like, okay, I'll, I'll test it. And the I only tested four games out of the stuff that I did. I did nine prior on the original firmware. And I found a regression from the even the original firmware, which honestly wasn't all that great. Um, the Asus says that they didn't find anything on the 319, but I think... Um, uh, you, Bill, you actually did the same test as them and found that you got like six FPS lower than they did, um, yeah, which is like 20%. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It didn't occur to me to think of it as a percent when I did my video. And I, I asked um, my, I asked the audience, I said, do you guys, cause, cause here's the actual, that's the wrong button. Here's the actual quote. Um, when fully updated, including the latest BIOS 319 and the latest graphic drivers, we're seeing same performance uh, on par with 317. And then they said, you should see around 39.95 frames per second in Cyberpunk 2077 on 1080p with medium specs and AMD, AMD's FSR set to auto in turbo mode with the system unplugged. If you repeat these benchmarks and get drastically different results with a fully up-to-date system, please reach out to support. So I'm, I did the test because it's a built-in uh, benchmarking utility. I don't have to know anything. I just push a button and then wait until the little thing spits out at the end and tells me what was my frames per second. And I think I got like 33 point something, 33 point something, and 33 point something. So it was very, very consistent with what I ended up getting, which is about six frames per second lower than what they were projecting and about three frames per second lower than what um, Sean Hollister got. And I said, well, you know, does that count as significant? And a lot of people piped in and they're like, Bill, think in percentages. That's like a 20% or 15, I think they, they said it was 15, 15% difference. Like you're 15% you're lower than they are. And my system was doing it exactly the same way that they did it. I did it one where, it, where my system was flat so that I could get it top down. And then I did the other two trials where I was holding it in my hands or 
uh, one where it was holding in my hands and another one where I had propped it up against something. Um, because some people were like, well, you did it laying down flat and that's going to block the fans. And so that's going to slow everything down. Uh, maybe that's the case, but I got the same results. It was very, very consistent. And, you know, that that problem, like, I'm not a frame rate snob. I don't really care about that so much. But when they say, this is what you can expect, and then I don't get what they say I can expect, I'm like, wow, that's that's not cool. And I, I had a lot of people, and that's not the only problem that they're dealing with. We'll talk about the other ones in a second. I was like, that's that's not cool. Is there something wrong with my device should i be sending it back and that's that's a question like russ would you send it back if you were hitting uh 15 frames lower on cyberpunk 2077 so i i wouldn't i would just kind of trust that they're going to work it out because it's so early days you know mm -hmm. but i i did send mine back if we want to move on to that next part which is i i had you know i got a review unit and uh i I basically had baked a few SD cards. And so uh, I tried out several different ones. They would work for a couple days, and all of a sudden they just wouldn't read anything. And I, I learned that it wasn't uh, killing on my cards because I could put them in other devices and they would work fine. And so I thought, okay, something's wrong with the reader. And so I know a lot of people are saying it's getting too hot and there's all these other issues. And baked is probably not the right word, but I definitely got to a point where um, yeah, I could not use an SD card for longer than a day before I had to use a different one, basically. And so I contacted them and I said, hey, I don't know if this is a review unit thing or whatever. And I walked them through that. We went through a bunch of different updates and whatnot, different drivers and stuff. Finally, they got to the point where like, yeah, I think we need to do like forensic analysis on this one. So can you send it back? And so I was excited about this because I was like, finally, I won't have a review unit. I'll have a retail unit because mm -hmm. my buttons, face buttons also had a little bit of play to them. And this was something they said that they fixed later on. So I'm like, I can't wait to try this out. It's going to be a better experience. And so we did the whole thing and they sent me one. I sent that one back and whatnot. And I got it and I have used SD card slot. I haven't had any issues so far, but my buttons are actually worse than the ones oh, that I have no. before. I think they gave me a like returned review unit. Like it's like, it's, it doesn't feel like it's like a brand new device. And so I think I just got like a worse one. Like maybe it was, you know, one of those other guys who did a review and they like really hashed on it a bunch, but yeah, like it's not that fun to play Hades on because I don't like button mashing because the buttons have too much play. And so I got a downgrade, which kind of sucks. But um, yeah, so I did have SD card issues. And so I, I might have been might have been one of the first. I didn't talk about it publicly until I started seeing that people were having other issues with it um, because I wanted to give Asus the time to, to see whether or not it was just a review unit thing or if it was actually happening in retail units. But yeah, there's definitely something up with the SD cards right now too. I think it's a good time to mention because a lot of viewers don't necessarily know that, right? Like there are whenever you get a review unit, especially the earlier you get it, it may not even be a review unit. They may be calling it a prototype. Mm -hmm. So like right. they sometimes have known issues and then they sometimes have unknown issues as well, but the known issues they'll tell you about, and you know, you're aware of them and you're aware that they're working on them. So you expect them to fix it. And then this, similarly, they may have issues that they're not aware of, but they may still be just media unit issues or review unit issues that get ironed out by the time release comes around. And I think that, there's a bit of that here where like maybe they should have let it bake a little bit more in terms of just that, right? Like I think these are issues that will work themselves out and you see that cycle work a lot better with other handhelds 
because of that, right? Like where they've had a chance to sort of be in the reviewer's hands for a couple of weeks and reviewers have different issues that they come up with and they report that and now the manufacturer is aware and they actually have some time to fix it where now they're doing it all while it's already in people's hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, since we talked about, since we brought up the SD card readers, Carrie, unless I misunderstood your tweet, you're actively trying to wreck your SD card to, to see if, if you Me can too. replicate this issue, right? And, and Rich is also doing, yeah, Carrie tweeted this out and Rich was like, I'm doing the same thing. So, uh, <laughs> yeah. Carrie, tell people what, what it is that you're trying to do here. So, uh, all right. So, first, I have to come from the angle that I've had my device for two months now almost two months, a month and a half. I don't remember a while. I've had it for a while and I've had a, a 512 gig at micro SD card. Uh, and this is the one that I put on here and I just have like, like pre pre done ROMs and like a bunch of like CMU stuff. I already has stuff installed on it just so I could just like jump into something really quick and get stuff recorded. Uh, and I've had that in there for two months and I've had no issue with using it the entire time. So then I was like, okay, well maybe if people are saying that it, you know, it gets so hot that it's baking in there, all of my, my uh, Asus RG ally, I tweak the hell out of it so that I'm like only directing power to GPU only. I limit my CPU. So I'm already doing things where I'd be limiting stuff anyway. So I was like, let me go back to stock and just put on turbo mode. Don't do anything. Just don't touch it. I'm just gonna put on turbo mode, run a game. And I left it going for like 30 hours still running just fine for me. So now the next step that I have, and I'm not using that 512 gig because I don't want to destroy my 512 gig. Right. So I have a 64 gig G skill that I know is great and I can sacrifice it. Uh, so I have that in there. So now I'm going to start doing some like different, I don't want to just do write tests all the time just to like, you know, if I can just make a card fail, that's not really indicative of the Asus RG ally causing the issue. It's me just wearing out NAND cells. Right. There's a, like a, 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 a somewhere here that I have to like navigate. So I'm trying to automate an, an area where I can load up ROMs in games and stuff uh, and anything that's like command line. So I can just like run something, kill it, run another game in another emulator, kill it after amount of time and just keep on just kind of like slowly, like just reading from it periodically, like every 30 minutes um, and see what happens and just try to keep a log of it and see if I can get a failure uh, at any point. But as of this moment, running it for 30 hours while at 30 watt plugged in, uh, and I measured that, I've had no issue just yet. So uh, trying to track this down, looking at the community, the community is saying that there's different versions of um, the Asus RG Ally and what a component is underneath it, that's the underlying fault, is what the community is trying to do work and trying to do their detective work to try to sleuth their way to find what is the uh, failing component. So it's a bit difficult to try to replicate what the issue is outside of just killing the NAND on the micro SD card itself, which isn't, you have to just make sure that the test is, is well done. So that's, that's the difficult part right now. Yeah. And the thing is, is, is like Ru- Russ ran into this issue Yeah, and he didn't kill his, like he, he didn't overwrite on his stuff it just yeah. stopped being readable in the uh, in the ROG Ally, and then Russ, you put it into other devices, and we're able to reformat it, right? Yeah. So I have a, I have a one terabyte uh, SD card that I've been using forever, and it's basically just like an external Steam library card. And so when I get a new device, I'll put that one in the, the device if it has an SD card slot, and then I'll load my games from that. And it's just easier than having to install it onto the internal, even though I do that as well sometimes. And 
yeah, I've got a card and, and several of them. I've tested it with like 512, 128, and each of them will not read correctly on the device on the ROG Ally, but it'll work fine on like the AOK Zoe or whatever else. And so to me, it's a reader issue, not a card issue. And so it, my my issue has not been like aligning to what other people have been posting on Reddit and stuff. And so that's why in particular, I, I, I didn't really talk about it a lot because I thought it was more a reader issue and not necessarily a card issue. Yeah. And then we have this weird tweet from Jeff Gertzman. He said, having trouble getting my SD card out of the ROG Ally so I can pack the whole thing up back and return it, decided to just run a game on it for a while since the extreme heat near the SD card slot eventually pushes the card out on its own. <laughs> what? Is that, that even happened to me? Like no. that's that doesn't seem real to me. Right. And But I've had I had people say that in my comment thread that they were running into this same issue as well. Does that make any sense to they anybody? They were running specifically into it popping out? Because yeah. Jeff is the only person I've seen report <laughs> that. That's wild. I almost think that it's people who are just like, he said that. And so right. I'm going to say that it happened to me. Right. Uh, yeah, so that's that, bizarre. Absolutely. Go ahead, Rich. I was going to say, it feels like, folks, or Carrie, you alluded to investigators, right? Like the internet investigators. And I think they fall into two camps. One group of them are legit investigators that are really trying to find the root cause and are doing kind of due, due diligence. And then it feels like there's another group out there that are just like, this sucks. Don't buy it. Like it's, you know, it's definitely a hardware issue, so it's not going to get fixed. And it's it just feels like it's too soon to say that it's too soon to call it hardware issues, too soon to say it's not going to get fixed. If nothing else, you can you can still RMA. So there are still a lot of options that we as consumers have. Um, and really that ASUS have as a manufacturer in terms of being able to extend the RMA, extend kind of the warranty dates, th things like that. So yeah, I just don't want it to become too sort of reactionary. I do think that we should be trying to troubleshoot it and trying to get to reproducible steps, but I just don't want it to become sort of an overreaction to, to what's happening, I think. Yeah, I think the only reason that people are reacting the way that they are, well, some people are reacting this way because they don't like Asus, and so they just want to kind of be like dogpile on. Like that's yeah. there's absolutely a subset of people out there who that is their goal is to just like dogpile on this company that they don't like. And whatever, I, you're never going to convince those people of anything anyway. And there's going to be people who do it the same to other companies. It, For sure. You can't get away from the, these people. Um, that that segment aside. I think the main reason why people are coming up with their own theories is because Asus is being so quiet about it. Like they are That's not communicating very well. And anytime that you have a lack of transparency, you're going to get lots and lots of speculation where people are speculating that the reason why it's happening is because the SD card reader is close to the vent and that that's getting too hot. Okay, maybe that's true. But the only reason people are making that speculation is because Asus isn't really communicating with us about it. Um, anybody have thoughts there that they want to add in? No, I think uh, that I can just add into their uh, yeah. like in the PC component space. That's that's pretty much the norm for Asus, uh, and I think that's probably the cause of why so many people are dogpiling on them because they don't like the company. Um, they have a reputation for being very quiet until they're not and uh, not necessarily doing the best support. Um, I would I would like to see more early and often communication from them on this because, yeah, it's just uh, they're going to end up with like 
such bad optics if it ends up being something simple that they could have unleashed on day one. Right. And it certainly doesn't help that they had that. Uh, I didn't really follow it, but they had like some motherboard issue right They've near the launch of, in the past two years. Yeah. Yeah. But they had one that happened right near the launch of the ROG ally. And so that is fresh in everybody's mind. And that's everybody starts looking at that and saying, well, this and that, like those two things, like I can, I can draw a line between them. And mm-hmm. maybe you can, but maybe you can't. Um, are any of you that have, Carrie, is you, do you have, you, did you buy yours or is yours a review unit? I still have my review unit. I have to actually email them because it's kind of uh, vague if I have to return it as of just this moment, because mm-hmm. they actually have me going through a bunch of performance tests. Uh, they're, they're like having me navigate through a bunch of different things that they want me to kind of like reevaluate all my benchmarks again. And I'm doing it, but I'm not getting any better results. And they're now, they're now having me look at CPU stuff only. Um, and it's not any particular better. I mean, uh, very quickly, um, you can get better performance on the Asus ROG Ally if you manually control the CPU and GPU clocks. You can get mm-hmm. exceedingly better stuff on the hardware today. It's just that by default, how it's configured is very CPU bound. It wants to push power to CPU, which is not anything we've needed in a handheld ever. Like a PC gaming handheld, even back to 2017 on the GPD Win 2 that had Intel Core M3, its CPUs were way overpowered compared to its GPU. We've never had a problem with CPU. So you can kind of make it better for yourself today with tools today. Uh, so that's one thing. Um, the The overall thing is like trying to de- determine what's going on here and try to help them across the, the finish line here. The other part that we kind of need to address here that's kind of like super important is that Asus came out with this. Uh, AMD sold them a new line of chips called the Z1 and Z1e, and there is no official drivers available yet. All right. of June, there is no official drivers. We're into July now. They still do not have – you can't go to AMD.com, go to drivers, and install those drivers onto any 7840U or Z1E or Z1. I don't even know if the Z1 exists. I haven't, <laughs> haven't even seen it. Uh, but, yeah, so there's just a legitimate problem. Like I'm still waiting for just official drivers from AMD to come out before I start like re-looking at everything because we're still looking at preview stuff. Um so there's just a lot here, and it's it's not ideal because Asus taking a lot of the heat when I don't think it's entirely their fault. Um, SD card issues aside, because that that's a whole other that's going to be on their their end. But uh, yeah, so there's a lot to unpack here and trying to determine what's going on, trying to investigate. But I only have one unit. I do have to eventually return it. I'm still trying to figure that out. Uh, Rich. Uh- are you considering sending yours back? Are you going to hold on to it and hope that they can fix this stuff in software? I, I was hoping that like the SD card test, like trying to get the device as hot as possible and maybe it'll break some SD cards. I was hoping that like that could get me to return um, state so that, you know, that could help them out in terms of the analytics. If that's, if it's that easily like reproducible, right? Like if it's that easily reproducible, then that's something that I would think would really help them out. Um, but so far I, I haven't had any issues with my SD card. I haven't had any issues with anything except I, I just don't think kind of what Carrie was alluding to, right? Like I don't think performance, at least out of the box, I haven't tuned any of it. So performance out of the box, I don't think is impressive. Um, so if I look at my benchmarks that I compared for the ROG Ally to the Steam Deck, uh, ROG Ally 720p, Steam Deck at 800p, 
three out of the four games I tested, I think, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, Batman Arkham Asylum, Forza Horizon 5, and Cyberpunk 2077. If I look at those, I think three of those games are basically neck and neck in terms of performance. And I think uh, it was Shadow of the Tomb Raider where um, the ally does come out ahead at 15 watts at those resolutions. So you really have to kind of go up to 25 watts to, to get the, the better performance. Kyle, do you think that if we had SteamOS installed on this, that we would be we would be having a very different conversation? I asked the Linux guy. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about the I don't know about the SD card issue. That I, I don't think like I feel like that's hardware or firmware, so I don't think SteamOS would help there. Um, but as for the actual drivers, I think that would probably be in a better spot if the open source community had their hands on it rather than just waiting for AMD to drop it someday. That's fair. Uh, uh, Russ, any final thoughts? You know, I think that this is kind of an indication of how well the ROG Ally is doing. You're always going to have outlier issues, you know, and the more popular device is, the more times people are going to find things like SD cards, like popping out of the device and whatnot. That happens with everything, but, you know, it's, PC gamers are very vocal. And so this is one of those things that I kind of take with a grain of salt. It's like reading Amazon reviews, you know, everyone goes to the one star and five star reviews and they forget about like all the three stars or whatever. And so uh, I think we're still very early when it comes to this stuff. And I, I honestly, I think it's a good thing. The more people who uh, apply to a problem and are invested in it because they bought it and stuff like that, it just means that overall we're going to force the company to make a better product. Yeah, and I, I want to see a better product. I, I I don't like to see piling on this thing because I really do like the ROG Ally. I think it's a really good device. Is it better than the Steam Deck? That's on a case-by-case -case basis for, for different people's use cases. I like this device. I just really hate the software end of it. Um, uh, real quick, I, I got on the screen because uh, Rich sent this over. It's uh, I'm guessing, is this a frame from your latest video? Oh, you're muted. You're muted. There we go. Yeah, there so go. I shared this back when we were talking about, I, I would have called it out, but we moved on pretty quickly. But when we were talking about the, the test that Asus uh, recommended, the mm -hmm. Cyberpunk benchmark, um, because, I yeah, I did the same test. So I have kind of our results there. So Asus said it, it comes out to 39 for them on BIOS 319. The Verge gives it, you know, around 36 to 37 frames per second. I had 35 to 36. You had 33 to 34. So it, it is kind of all over the place, which is not atypical, but the variance you would normally see kind of on both sides and all this variance is on the bad side. So that kind of sucks. I saw a lot of people saying that's because you have extra stuff running in Windows. That's not the case in my, in my case. I have I had nothing running in the background. All I did was I shut the system completely off, turned it on, I uninstalled Microsoft Teams and like that is the only difference between my unit and like the the stock when it came was that I uninstalled Microsoft Teams and updated to the latest software. Uh, and I got like 33. Carrie, did you run a Cyberpunk benchmark? I did, but mine were was geared towards Steam Deck settings. So I I did okay. 720p. I also did, uh, I increased my FOV to max, and I also disabled any uh, upscaling technique. So no AMD FSR whatsoever, all native. Uh, that's what I typically do. Also, I had Steam Deck preset, which is actually pretty brutal uh overall like it's actually a very high preset um the steam deck preset and the steam deck Agreed. and steam steam os 
like eats cyberpunk the the red v and proton layer is just tuned up for cyberpunk like no joke uh so that's one area where steam De steam deck will like be a heavy hitter for what's being run there so um on windows side it's it's especially amd drivers it's pretty gnarly um yeah it's, it's just a, it's a it's a whole other thing yeah. I have an interesting well, antidote for you guys about that. So, you know, I have that XG Mobile external GPU thing that I hook up to my ROG Ally, and it has a little SD card slot on the top. And so I thought I should actually use this for like a game that I don't want to play in handheld mode, but I want to at least have only when docked. And so I picked Cyberpunk for that one. And first thing is the SD card doesn't go all the way in. It like sticks out, and that's kind of annoying. But then like it's almost like putting it in, a, you know, like your laptop or whatever. It's just weird. Either way, uh, so I've been playing that one desktop only, and it's been a really kind of neat experience that I just hadn't talked about before. And that, yeah, we have our handheld ROG Ally. We have it, you know, we can dock it using the XG Mobile, but we can also use that additional storage for like a docked game. And I've been using Cyberpunk with it. It's running great, obviously, because it has an external GPU. Uh, but I just thought it was an interesting thing just to add as another component that you can use when you have that kind of setup. That's awesome. Very, very um, cool. Go ahead. Uh, yeah, just to go uh, go along that route with the XG Mobile, the initial problem that ASUS had, which they uh, apparently fixed up, I have to double check again, uh, when you plug it in, this is why Rich from Digital Foundry was having less performance when he was plugged in versus unplugged, meaning when he unplugged, his performance went up, and when plugged in, his performance went down. The reason why was initially is that when plugged in, EPP is set to zero, meaning it is diverting all power to CPU and CPU only, which is better for having the XG mobile setup because at that point, everything on the internal on the package goes to a CPU and your external GPU is running everything, which is is a better case. When I'm right now in my situation, my GPU MX2 that I'm streaming with you guys right now, I have EPP zero when I'm docked via Oculink to my 4090. That is a better situation. So. From my my optics, it almost seems like they tuned up the machine specifically that it's already as best as it possibly can be for XG mobile users, not for mobile only users. Uh, so that was an initial problem that I relayed to them. They said they fixed it up. I'm going to go ahead and take a look at it. You can easily see what EPP mode it's in when plugged in or not. Also, the different power balances that they have, it'll swap between power configurations, uh, unplugged and plugged in. So you can see that going around. Uh, it, it, it's it's messy. It's it's really messy how they have it set up, and they're kind of defaulting to how Windows wants to do things, which is not ideal. Um, and they, by default, they want to put more more power to CPU when that's again never anything that we ever really need. Well, there you have it. Uh, you know, it right now it is clear as mud. What we should do with the ASUS <laughs> ROG Ally. Uh, let us know in the comments what you guys think, if you've taken yours back, if you're holding on to it. If, if you're having absolutely no problems at all, let us know down below uh, what you guys think. And that does it for this extra long episode. A lot of people have been asking. They said, hey, we want the Nerd Nest podcast to be longer. But it's like, for Kyle, it's like midnight or some nonsense right now. So poor guy's getting sleepy. Uh, not for so much longer, right? Not for much longer. That's not right. Go watch longer. his video to find out more about that. Uh, Kyle, where can people find that video? Uh, over on my channel, uh, Cryobyte33, C-R-Y-O-B-Y-T-E-33 on YouTube. And Russ, where can people find you? I'm Retro Game Core, Core spelled like Marine Corps, so C-O-R-P-S. And Rich? I am fan to deck on YouTube. And Carrie? I am the Fox on YouTube, Fox, P-H-A-W-X. 
Comics. All right. And I am over at the Nerd Nest on YouTube. Just type in Nerd Nest. If you are listening to this podcast, make sure that you rate it five stars or whatever the best rating is on your podcasting platform of choice. And if you're watching this and you made it all the way through almost an hour and a half of us talking about video game stuff, then make sure that you click on that like button because I think you probably enjoyed the show. Uh, make sure that you subscribe and uh, hope to see you guys on the next one. Oh, almost forgot. Um, next week, we will not be doing one on uh, the 11th. I have something else going on. So the guys and I will try and figure out if we can do something else in the meantime. Uh, maybe another pre-recorded show or maybe not. Maybe we'll skip a week. We'll let you know as soon as we can. Thank you so much for hanging out with us from the Nerd Nest. I'm Bill. Stay rad, everybody. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye. See you.